This is Unclaimed Bands. Show. Hey, music listeners, this is Sean from Unclaimed Bands. And tonight, my guest is Follow You Home. Welcome, everybody. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Good evening. Before we jump into the interview, I'd like to let everybody uh, hear what your music's about, uh, or at least one of your songs. What, what are we going to hear? Uh, well, this first one that we'd like to hear is um, one of the first ones that released, and uh, it's called Save Yourself. And it's basically just a bit of a, a, a big up song. All right. This is Save Yourself by Follow You Home. That was Save Yourself. Hey, uh, before we jump in, can everybody just uh, tell everybody out there your name and what you do in the band? Yeah, I'll start. Uh, my name's uh, Kaylee, or Buzzers, as everyone calls me, and I'm the singer in the band. I'll go next. Uh, I'm Nick, and I also sing in the band and play lead guitar and general shouting. 
General I'm Shouty. Rich. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm Rich and I play the bass and scream a lot. I'm Mikey and I play guitar and I don't have a microphone. It's okay, I can still hear you, Mikey. I'm it's Ted. Uh, I'm Ted. I'm the drummer and I drum. That's all I do. <laughs> hey, that's all they that they need. You still gotta bang drums, right? Yeah, gotta hit things. Well, tell me, how'd you guys get started as a band? Were you in other bands beforehand? Was this something new for you? Um, well, to be honest, uh, a couple of people, uh, a couple of us have been in bands before, but um, it was basically Nick and Rich that got together and jammed a couple of times uh, to start off with and decided that they wanted to do a bit more. So they kind of roped Mike in, which is Rich's brother, and then met me through mutual friends and hounded me for a couple of months. And then it was, it was just, relentless hounding. We will admit. It really was. Borderline well. stalking. <laughs> I, I'm here. I'm not here by will, honestly. And then uh, just recently, we've uh, recruited Ted. So that's our lineup. Hello. Okay, that's how you guys all got together. That's cool. And don't worry, I, I'll send the authorities if I can to get you out of there. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> you know, this is this is only the uh, this is the second time I've heard about band stalking bandmates, but this ended better. Well, it's in the band name, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, yeah. oh, that's yeah, that's yeah. kind of worrying, how, isn't it? How did the, how did that name come about? I mean, it's a good name, but how? Um, I like that answer this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, do it. Uh, no, it's just uh, from song lyrics. I was chatting with Nick and discussing like band names and. Wasn't really anything that was like, you know, caught our attention, and yeah, they're just from some song lyrics that were pretty cool, and yeah, it just kind of stuck really. So, yeah, it was a lot better than the other names we were coming up with, to be honest. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah what, what were some of those? Oh no, stool sample was one of them. <laughs> stool sample. Ooh. That was clearly before I got roped in. Ooh, I was gonna say, you guys won't be playing dinner theater with that. <laughs> I mean, the hardest thing is finding a name. Uh, it's just difficult to find a name that's catchy and not taken, so uh, we grabbed that while we could. Yeah, it's very true. Very a lot true. of people seem to think it's from a Nickelback song, but it isn't. No. Absolutely no, no Nickelback. Yeah. No Nickelback. No. You know, I, I will say this, oh, that I did not think that, but when going oh. to the iTunes and typing in File You Home, that does come up as well. <laughs> yeah, it comes no. up when you search for it on YouTube and everything, but we're slowly working our way to get ourselves to the top of that search list. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We will we'll get rid of them. <laughs> I, I, I'm we'll sure you will. Now. We apologise now, Chad Kroger. I'm really sorry. Oh, Chad Kroger's oh. getting old. It won't be long. Nah, don't <laughs> apologise to him. He's married now. Mike, will steal Avril off him. Don't you worry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, there is a grand plan. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, listening to your music, there's obviously um, you guys have a great mix of like rock a little bit of punk in there some some reggae in some songs and everything how would you classify your style of music what would you say it is hardcore well, pop punk metal <laughs> you pretty much nailed it on the head okay <laughs> if anybody asks us we usually just say rock and if they ask us what type of rock we say well we don't really want to limit ourselves because we like to introduce a little bit every kind of rock into our music so we don't really want to box ourselves and say oh we can't play that song or we can't play our music in that style because that's not us we don't want to be like so we always just say rock we don't want to conform dude 
<laughs> no, no, no. It's definitely not cookie cutter. It's, you know, every song sounds different and fresh, and uh, it was really, really nice. That was one of the reasons why we picked you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate it. Now, this this one's for each one of you. What's the first record you ever bought? Ooh. Oh. All right. Question. Taylor, you want to go? <laughs> oh, God, I have no idea. I do. <laughs> go on, okay. then. Oh, I'll start us off. Mine was uh, Sum 41, Does This Look Infected album. I'm a little younger than the other guys, so that I was, was my say, first album. I and that was, I was I was quite old when I got my first album, but that was my favourite album and still is. And I love that album. Um, the first album I remember buying, I don't know if it was the first one I actually bought, um, I think it was the Black Album, Metallica, was the first one I, I can really remember listening to. So Good album. album. Um, the first album I ever remember buying was Nevermind by Nirvana. <laughs> back in the old days. Yeah, back in the old days. Uh, I think mine was probably a Michael Jackson album. Um, and then the first rock album I probably bought was Dookie by Green Day. So I think everyone's got that. But yeah. It's okay. It's okay. There was no judgment against the Michael Jackson stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I, awesome. I honestly can't remember mine. I think... I always remember the first one that sticks in my memory is Linkin Park, Hybrid Deering. So I'll have to say that. Classic. Got a, got a nice mix going there, guys. That's cool. You can see uh, where people pull their influences from, even early on. Yeah. Um, you know, musically-wise, uh, as far as your performing goes, and I, who would you say your, your biggest influences are, whether musically or, or personally? Um, my dad's a big influence on me. He's always been a musician himself, so I get a lot of that from him. Um, but in terms of musicians, Dave Grohl is just a, a hell of a guy, so I take a lot from him. Rich, do you want to get next? next? Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like we try and mix things up um, a lot in the live show. I suppose, like you could compare us more closely recently with bands like Bayside and Alexis on Fire or Under Oath. Yeah, but, uh, but who, 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 but is, who is person, you personally? Yeah. yeah, me personally, I'd say like the biggest influences are uh, bass playing wise, people like Mike Durnt, um, nice. um people that put on a show, you know, that sort of thing. Fat Mike from No Effects, um, you know, inspirational in terms of the way that they uh, interact with the crowd and get the crowd going, and that's something that we try and get across in our show. So, yeah, just like uh, Good Showman is is uh, is a big influence on us. Um, yeah, me being a, a big Green Day fanboy, I'd say Billy Joe Armstrong, my biggest influence. I pick up well watching them live for so long, I pick up a lot of Billy Joe's like stage habits, and I'm doing it myself, but. Yeah. <laughs> a little. Wait, wait, wait! There's yeah. got to be something there if everybody's laughing. Um, he play he plays a Billy Joe Les Paul, so yeah, it's, okay. part, part, it's part and partial of, of that, isn't it? Yeah. No, I, I, pick, I pick up a lot of his mannerisms, and it doesn't always like happen on purpose. It's just so long <laughs> watching him play live, it kind of comes across on me. Oh, it's because he's yeah. your hero. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what about you? Yeah. Is that Nick or Ted? Ted. Ted. Alright. Um for me, uh probably Omar Abidi from uh, Fight Star. I think he's great. 
Brittany Harrell from Vieira. I think she's amazing. I think she does some really, really cool stuff that I like doing. Uh, and uh, the guy who taught me drums, a friend of mine, Justin Chambers, I took a lot of what he does into what I do. And I just like my favorite bands like Issues that I'll always take a look at how the drummer's stage presence is because it's always harder to be active when you're a drummer and try and take from what they do to be more of a, a give more of a bigger presence on stage, I guess. Gotcha. It was a reason we put you with a bat head. I think for me, I mean, one of the, one of the big uh, people that I look up to um, is probably Amy Lee. I mean, her vocals live are always just perfect, so I always look up to her. But with performance-wise, it would be people like, say, Brody Dahl or Juliette Lewis. I mean, she's fucking mental on stage here. And I just, I don't think I can move around like her, but I like to think that I try and give the same stage presence. But yeah, That's people fun. like that. That's yeah, cool. I'm for Boom. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you do it rock wise. <laughs> you know, in your bio, I, I uh, saw it kind of stuck out there where you were talking about that you wanted to write songs about you know real life. And can you give give us uh, like a can you talk to me about how you how you come about that and how you incorporate that? Because let's face it, sometimes you know real life is a lot of people write about the hard stuff. Or you know the you know rest of life is kind of boring. But how do you how do you do it? How do you come about writing songs Ooh. as a band? The thing is, with the content of the songs, it's all like it's a theme where we've all been through something very similar to the story of the song. We've all been in relationships where it's not worked out, or we've all been around people who sort of stab you in the back or things like that. But you've you also come out the other side of that. And that's what a lot of the songs like show a bit of hope. Yeah. And that not everything's so bad, um, but you can get through it. And it's it's kind of a theme that it happens in pretty much every song. That uh, yeah, it's important important to make things relatable, I guess. Definitely. If people can't relate to the song, then it's meaningless, really. Sometimes. So I think sometimes when I when I write songs, I I, I tend to just find a line that I think sounds quite good that relates to a situation and then I just build it around that. I'm quite plain. <laughs> do, do you guys find it, is it the music that comes first or the lyrics or is it a mishmash? It's a bit of a mishmash. I mean, the majority of the time, I guess the lyrics come first and then a melody comes second and then everybody builds on that. Um, but it doesn't mean that that's the way that we work every time. We just whatever builds right. Gotcha, no formula. Yeah, because I, I, you know, curious about that. Just because, like I said, not every song sounds like, oh, that's the okay, that's the same, that's the same, that's the same. Your music's very diverse, like that. So, uh, where, where you don't well, see that at all. When approaching the instrumentation, it's it's good that we all have an open mind with it. Um, like when we wrote "Once Upon a Lie," one of the first songs we we ever wrote together. Um, I had jokingly messed around with the reggae riff on guitar. And you know every, everybody loved it, and you know we ended up staying. So little know, things like that. We just we take influence and we take inspiration all over the place as well. I mean, there's certain tracks like um, a track called "Void," which was written about um, we had a fan that was on our street team, and um, and she passed away suddenly, and you know things like that just that, that can touch you, and that's the sort of thing yeah. that inspires and 
you know that's the sort of thing uh, that we uh, that we write about as well you know just the uh, real situations and and we don't always want to be doom and gloom about it you know we try and put a positive message in the songs as well no i, I think you guys do that i i do and that's why you know balancing that that thing between real subjects and but not making it you know something that people are going to get even feel worse about and that's 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 a very tough thing that a lot of bands i don't think could do and you uh, you certainly don't have, seem to have that sort of problem, which is a great thing. Thank That's you. That's why I was curious about that. Uh, That's good to hear that we don't depress people. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. Just a little melancholy, that's all. Uh, well, you know, enough, enough for it to touch inside, but not enough for it to bury people down. So. That, should be the title, that should be the title of our next album, A Little Melancholy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know... Um, I wanted to touch on that. Your uh, your latest record came out in September, right, of this year? Yeah. So, uh, you know, from going to recording two different singles and an EP, uh, what was it like for you to go back and then, you know, do do a full record? I mean, you know, what was that challenge like for you? Well, doing the um, album was amazing, definitely. It was definitely a dream for a lot of us. Um, it was think- a lot of fun. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of fun. A lot of fun. <laughs> I mean, Nick spent the most time there. I think he was there 10 days as we were recording. By the end of it, it looked a bit like a hobo, but it was definitely worth it. You just camped out there? <laughs> pretty pretty <laughs> much, yeah. yeah. Surviving on the animals that were around the studio, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> we actually uh, decided to go down the route of using Pledge Music to fund our debut world. We're going to sign kids band. We decided we'd see if our fan base would help us fund our debut album. So we did a pledge music campaign, which hit 100% in the first night, which which completely gobsmacked. I don't think we, any of us were expecting that. Um, and then by the end of the campaign, it hit about 300%, I think, was it? Yeah, it finished on 370. I, I've never never heard of pledge music. I've heard people use Kickstarter. I guess it's something yeah, like that. Yeah, same kind of idea, yeah. But is yeah, it just pretty, strictly for you, music, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah that's you right. pledge and then you get different things out of it during the campaign and then help release the record, I guess. Well, that's yeah, cool. We set up a load of pledges for our fans to pledge for. I mean, one of them was uh, my guitar out of the Void video and that went within five minutes, which we really quite shocked yeah. at. Um, and then there was other things like uh, we did an acoustic, at a fan, an acoustic show at a fan's house and that was a lot of fun and we actually got to meet people with that. And then other stuff would have been like uh, merch and FIFA game, anything really. But, um, <laughs> yeah, the response was great. We were really amazed CJ. by it. We put every single penny into recording as well. The shirt that Nick wore the entire 10 days he was, you know, holed up in the studio, right? <laughs> yeah, oh, pretty much. It's a biohazard by now. <laughs> <laughs> we missed the trick there. But we tried to make the whole campaign like really personal, so... Everybody that pledged got something that was, you know, like a piece of us, whether it be the guitars or a personalized experience. Like we did games of FIFA on Xbox and we did YouTube videos for people and all sorts of things. So we really tried to make it as personal as possible and people responded to it really well. Wow, that's cool. That's really cool. Uh, Well, tell you what, why don't we take a break and let everybody hear another song? Um, What are we going to hear this time? Nick, do you want to introduce? Sure. This was the first single off the new album, um, What's to Say You're Not Alone. So check out YouTube and the videos on there for it. All right, cool. Let's give it a spin. 
Okay. You know, you mentioned YouTube there. What's the best place for people to keep in touch with you guys and find out what's going on music-wise? Uh, the best place, I'd say. I mean, people can find us in a couple of different places. People can find us on Facebook, um, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Um, is that everywhere? I can't remember. I can't Oh, of course, yeah, we have a website as well, uh, <laughs> www.hollyhome.com, sorry about that one. That's important, um, yeah. <laughs> and we keep, them, we keep them all regularly updated, and we update them ourselves, obviously, because it's just us. So we, um, everything that's posted is directly from us. So if, um, if someone goes to the website, can they get to your other, they can find the addresses for the other ones? Yeah, yeah definitely, they're all linked Okay, good. Everybody go there. Don't try typing because if you type follow you home, you'll probably get like some fan tribute page to nickel back and we don't need you'll their get the FBI traffic. No, no. Yeah, right? No, 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 follow you home, an instruction manual. That wouldn't be good either. <laughs> <laughs> to, to date, what would you say is uh, your biggest career moment as a band? Oh, God, that's difficult. Um, we've got a couple, to be honest. Um, played a couple of big shows. Uh, we played with Sum 41 in Holland. We played with Starting Line in London. We've done a couple of um, Line UK tours. Um, guys, anymore? <laughs> um, I think selling out our uh, hometown show twice in one weekend was a big achievement. Wow. Oh, yeah, definitely. That was that was a big one. And yeah. it's never been to play the hometown as well. Anybody else got any big moments for them? That, that um, I think a big moment was the first time we had a video on the TV over here in the UK. It was uh, it was on mainstream TV. That was a pretty big moment. That's got to be yeah, a trip getting, to see that. Getting radio play as well was also a massive, massive plus. Um, we were literally played straight after Muse, which is one of my favourite bands ever. Um, so, <laughs> so to hear that happen was, was pretty cool. Proper privilege, yeah. Well... You know, uh, with the touring you mentioned, uh, any any chance I got to ask this selfishly? Any chance you guys are going to make it over to the states? Oh, that would be a dream, wouldn't it? Yeah, we're. Uh... <laughs> it depends. Are you going to put us up? <laughs> can, we, can we stay? Can we stay at your house? You know, let me work on it. Okay, uh, I don't have a lot of room here, but I know a lot of other musicians. So, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, I I met a band from uh, England in September that was uh, touring with another band in out of Pittsburgh, and they toured around that I knew. Uh, trip hazard um, so you know they, they stayed with those guys so that's what I mean I know a lot of bands that way maybe we could yeah. work something out with some people yeah I think yeah Definitely. Be we're, we're already um, we're already talking to a few people in the states as well it's very early days but we've got a few uh, people on the east coast and the west coast that we're starting to talk to so hopefully some tour dates won't be uh, too far away that would be great that would be really great um if I can't put you up, I'll certainly buy you a bunch of drinks. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Sounds good to me, man. Sounds good to me. We all do drink, right? The whole band drinks, right? Uh, not all of us, actually. No. Not me. I'd say myself, Kaylee, and Mike kind of make up for the other two, to be honest. Yeah, no problem. I'll buy tea or coffee for the other guys. It's all about Pepsi. Pepsi only. Pepsi? Okay. Case of Pepsi for the people who don't drink liquor. It'll balance out. Um, if you guys could, and this is an individual question as well, if, if you could play any venue in the world, which one and why? Oh, 
<laughs> I wouldn't even know where to start. I would say Wembley Stadium because I've seen oh, quite a few of my favourite bands play there and it'd just be phenomenal to do I that. Would, yeah, I would want to play the Warp Tour. That'd be amazing. Oh, Warped you stole tour. that off me. Uh, <laughs> Warp Tour. Uh, yeah, Nick stole mine. I'll say Wembley as well. As, same for me. I've seen a lot of my favourite bands there. So, um, yeah, just you don't really get much bigger than that. So, I would, love, I would love to play the download. Uh, download for the big stage. That would be a big one for me. That'd be the place where you want to play. Yeah, nice. It's all, about, it's all about the people who are there. I think. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. South by Southwest would be pretty cool as well. Yeah, that'd be yeah, cool. that's uh, somewhere uh, we want to try and make it over. We didn't make it this year, but we'd love to go and do a showcase at South by Southwest and just taking all the other bands and showcases and everything. So hopefully we'll get out there one day. Yeah, me and, me and you both. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> I'm afraid to go. How much money it'll cost me because I won't leave. <laughs> uh do you think, uh, is there any one track that you guys have on your record that you just go, man, this really defines us? I mean, not, not defines, but this just really speaks to the type of band we are. Uh, I'd, I'd say the next single we've, we've been working on. Um, but you can't say what it is. I can't say what it is. <laughs> oh, no, you can't. Oh, you've tra- trapped us. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's okay. That's okay. See, when do you plan on releasing that new single? Um, we're actually filming the music video for it next Friday, so uh-huh. uh, the single comes out on May the fifth. Okay, uh, so on May the fifth, we'll know what his answer is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! I knew field. someone was going to choose that as well. I was waiting for it. The defining <laughs> song is the next one. But defining song that we've already released, I would say, "Save Yourself" is not well. I think "Save Yourself" for me yeah. is one of the big ones. Same. Playing it and everything, I just think it's such a powerful song and I love it. Absolutely love that song. And I can say that because I wasn't in the band when it was written, so it's not vain for me to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd say Save Yourself as well. Um, and it's also amazing to play live as well, just like the whole energy on stage kind of goes up even more than already when we play it live. And The, the thing is, we don't actually play it on stage, do we, Mike? <laughs> well, it, yeah. if we get that carried away, we, we, we go in the crowd for that song, you know, just because it's, yeah, it's such a cause cool. havoc. Yeah, very much. I got punched in the face during that song at our last show. <laughs> what? How, well, what happened there? Uh, I, was in, I was in a circle pit during the breakdown with my guitar and I got punched in the face. Yeah, yeah I don't think it was on purpose, but... That's why you call crowd interaction. I did it on purpose, Mike. I'm really sorry. <laughs> oh, it was you, Nick. <laughs> I don't know who it was, but it hurt. <laughs> I was there. Could have been me. <laughs> well, any other uh, wild experiences like that during your live shows that you care to share about? Assaults? Or... on stage. <laughs> you had a what? We, uh... oh, yeah, we... oh, okay. go, on, go on, Busby. You, you talk um... about the we, we played in, in Glasgow and um, late last year, and uh, we looked in the crowd and suddenly realised there was a guy with a horse's head on. So we invited him on stage, and he spent quite a bit of the set there, actually. <laughs> so we played a show with a guy with a horse's head. 
So we did we did a metal cover of a dance track, and he danced on stage with us, which you can view on YouTube. <laughs> One of many great hits. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. He brought the horse on stage no, while you played. Not, 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 oh. not a real horse. He came was... to the show dressed as a horse in like a costume. Oh, okay. Because I was going to say, I mean, normally I know the rule about parades and horses, and you're inviting one on stage, and that could get very messy. But okay. So he was dressed <laughs> as a horse. You know, either way, it classifies as like, what the F was that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, we thought that at the time. So. Not usual gig attire. No, 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 not at all. Um, yeah, I can't, I've, I've seen some cross-dressers and stuff like that, but I've never seen a horse or anybody in any furry costume. So, interesting. <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> you know, I'm going to tell you right now, based on that alone, if that's the kind of crowd you draw, you would fit in well on South Street in Philadelphia at the, at the venue there. <laughs> you, they would just, they wouldn't even blink an eye. Like, oh, cool, they brought a horse. Nice. <laughs> so you know uh we're just going to wrap up here i in a, in a question or two more but what do you what do you want people to get from your music the urge to buy merch nice <laughs> you want people to enjoy it you want people to like music uh, we'd actually uh, like people to feel as part of a um a group you know as in when you we want people to feel like we did when we bought those um, original favourite albums of ours. So I'd quite like people to listen to our album and uh, feel the same way I did when I listened to the yeah. Lee Park album. So. Okay. Yeah, and to feel like they're listening to one of their favourite albums, that would be that's a high point. For them to enjoy the music, I guess, is, a, is definitely the main, main thing. Selfishly, I'd like people to think, fuck, that guy's good on guitar. <laughs> Thanks, mate. <laughs> Anytime, mate. Alright, mate. Uh, I think um, what I'd want uh, people to sort of feel when they listen to us is kind of what I do, and I what stuff that excites me when I when I listen to other bands' records or stuff like that. I try and put across on onto our sort of stuff when we're like either writing or recording. Um, because it, I don't know, I've got like a few albums which are like perfect albums where every track is just like I just love everyone and there's no fillers. And I think when we're writing, we try and make sure that every track is like 100% and not just fillers. Because you know, that's, I'm not really a fan of albums that just you feel like they haven't really made much effort to make every song as good as possible. No, no, I I totally agree. I hate when I buy an album, especially from an artist that I really like love. And it's like, oh, what was this? What's this song here? You know, could yeah. have, should have just made an EP and got it over with. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, so what's uh, what's next for Follow You Home in the coming year? What are you guys working on besides the new single and video? Big, big things. Um, more horses. Mm. Oh. <laughs> more horses. We'll be writing. We'll be spending a lot of time this year writing. Because, uh, obviously, we've just released the debut album. We'll be... Look at uh, uh, release one that's bigger and better. Hopefully, uh, in the in the coming months. But yeah, we'll be spending some time right. I'm going to be gigging as much as we possibly can. As humanly um, possible. As humanly possible. <laughs> yes. So, um, 
Rich. DJ's and stuff. Yeah, we got two. Uh, we've got two singles planned for the next six months. So we're gonna have two singles, two videos, hopefully a load of press to go with it, and uh, like these guys said, a load of tour dates. Uh, we want to try and play as many places as possible. Cool, cool. Well, what's? Oh no, Sorry. go ahead. No, I was just going to tell them to stop messing with the laptop. <laughs> oh, it's fun. Playing. It's fun to watch. I, I'm not getting dizzy yet, Mike, so keep going. <laughs> well, <I'm here> <laughs> this is what I have to put up with. This surprised is Mike, why Mike. I kept. I'm surprised Mike's dad hasn't tried to make an appearance on camera yet. Oh, he's already tried three times. About oh, get Big Ron in here. <laughs> he's an absolute legend. Get Big Ron. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. Normally, you know, with my whiskey that I normally have in my room, he comes in and steals that. But God, you know how how roles reverse as we get older, right? I, yeah. I have to keep my mom out of my pills all the time. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, guys, I want to thank you for taking time to to do this interview with me. I really appreciate it. Uh, I really enjoy your music. I've enjoyed the videos as well too. So I'm, I'm glad you guys are going to keep making more of them. Um, hopefully, we can get you over to the states in the near future. Yeah, but so if I keep interviewing bands from from uh, across the way, I'm just gonna have to take a trip and go like on a tour of my own, just see everybody. You're welcome. very welcome yeah, over welcome. here. Stay with would, any of us. That would not be a bad idea. So, um, it, so uh, once again, thank you for for you know submitting. I'm glad we were able to get you guys from the Reverb Nation submissions. Uh, probably the best thing that's ever happened to us because we're in so many great bands. Okay, everybody, until next time, this was uh, Sean with Unclaimed Bands. Our guests were Follow You Home. Make sure you go, as soon as the show's over, you go hit their website, check out the rest of their music, go buy their CD. I did via iTunes, and it was great. And if you're uh, if you're in their neck of the woods, then go see them, too, live, because that's the best way to see any band. I like the eyebrows. That's looking good, man. <laughs> uh, thanks, everybody. Cheers, Sean. Cheers, Sean. Thanks. The statements, views, and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the individuals and in no way reflect the views of unclaimed bands, its parent company, or subsidiaries.